Hello, scary dolls. Hello. Hello. We're back. Hi. I'm Mandy. I'm Ashley. I'm Carol. And you're listening to Scary Not Scary Podcast. Yay. We're back. Yeah. From a very, very, <laughs> very, very long, long <laughs> break. <laughs> Literally, Carol's just been waiting for us. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, I guess. <laughs> Not like I She's just been like living her best life. <laughs> you literally have. I've seen your Instagram and Thanks. everything. Snapchat. <laughs> I know. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for waiting for us and not cheating on us. Yes. Oh, what am I going to do? Go start another pot? Hmm. <laughs> As we like give her the death. We're like literally giving her the death guard. We're like. Bet. How dare you? <laughs> Just kidding. Bet. I dare you. Okay. We'll start another podcast, but with the same people. <laughs> hey, guys, y'all want to start a podcast? It's a anything? happy, not happy podcast. <laughs> Not, not we just scary, sit here scary. and like vent. <laughs> oh God, I'd be down. That would be hours. That would be hours. But hours. I bet it feel good though. <laughs> Do you got the time? Do y'all got the time? Girl, I barely have time though. <sighs> Change my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have clean You're underwear on Tuesday today. and it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what is that movie? Scary, scary movie, scary movie. <laughs> I was gonna say scary, not scary. <laughs> scary, not scary movie. Hey, that'd be cool. Just saying. What they talk about our origins, <laughs> where we came from, <laughs> our orgies, our orgies. <laughs> oh god! Kidding. So we, we are that. not in just any studio. We are in Drew's studio. Yay! We're back to bug him on Sundays. He took us back. He did. We brought him snacks as a thank you. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably over there like eating them and listening. No, they're right there. Oh. He left. Never mind. <laughs> he left. He said, fuck your healthy snacks. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want them. <laughs> I tried. We tried. Yeah. So how's Sophia? <sighs> She's good. She's really good. She's growing. She's stretching. It's crazy because I was telling Nick the other day, I was like, she was so tiny. Like when we brought her home and then now I'm like, holy crap, you're like this big. They grow really fast. They do. It's crazy. Well, yeah. <clears throat> um, something weird happened to me this morning. What? It would happen the day we record, right? It what would. Is it? Okay. So, and I don't know if it's the doll. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a doll, but you know that little all-American doll that Tim's aunt bought, Sabrina, the blonde mm-hmm. one with the braids well she's propped up on top of sabrina's toys so i sat sabrina down so she can eat and then jason was on the swing and then i had passed by to put something up in the bedroom and then i was walking back out to the living room and then i passed by again and then i heard a crash mm. and i was like this little girl is taking out all her damn toys after i just put all of them up this is bullshit right because <laughs> i me and tim were like picking up the toys the other night and um when I walked back into the living room, Sabrina's still sitting down eating. And I was like, okay. And I turned around and all the toys that were around that doll were like pushed off. So it was just her standing by herself. Oh my God. But let me tell you this. At that moment when the crash happened, Jason starts crying like crazy. Really? So I get him and I'm rocking him and I'm looking around. So then I start like saying my prayers and I'm like, whoever you are, you're not allowed in my house. Like you need to leave. You're not welcomed here. 
but I'm trying not to talk too loud because I didn't want Tim's customers to be like, your wife is weird. <laughs> Almost weird. Why is she telling your kids that they need to get out of your house? <laughs> so, can you imagine like being a customer and you hear like the wife, you need to get out of my house right now. You're not welcome here. And like the babies are crying. Like, come on. No, I just I started laughing because I remember when Sabrina was crying and Tim was on the phone with a customer and the customer was like, do you have a dog? Oh yeah. Do you have a dog? <gasps> the customer sure, sure did tell Tim do you have a dog? And oh my god! And Tim was like, "Yeah." Anyway, <laughs> oh my god! Oh Jesus! But anyway, so after I did that, Jason stopped crying, and I didn't feel anything. But I was—I don't know if it was something passing through. I just thought it was weird mm-hmm. because Sabrina wasn't with her toys; she was sitting down eating her breakfast, and mm-hmm. that happened. And then we had touched. I mean, we were putting up the toys last night, but I figured if something were to fall, it would have fell last yes, night. Last night, not this morning yeah. mm-hmm. you know what i mean but then i was like well maybe me passing back and forth like that caused like the wind or i don't know i'm um, well, also aren't they like knocking down and remodeling stuff in your apartments maybe something's just moving on by like hey excuse me yeah oh, yeah they're like, they, they've been remodeling <laughs> the me. the ghost is all excuse me let me knock yeah. this over and have it <laughs> out my they've been remodeling stuff oh. so maybe that's stirring it up i don't know well and then friday i got i get i literally just pulled into my mom's driveway to pick up um sabrina from my sister and um tim texts me and i I saw he texted me but i wasn't paying attention and then he texted me again mandy and i said and i looked at the messages and he said are you home i was like no and uh he's like don't lie to me i'm like i'm not home so then he calls me he's like hold on and he's whispering and i'm like what? Oh my God, what, what, what happened? And so he said the front door opened up, but he thought it was me. And I'm like, no, I literally just pulled into my parents' driveway and it was like about 5.30. And I usually don't get home. So like, if I do go from my parents straight home to a little bit past six. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm picking up Sabrina. I'm not home. Whoever's in the apartment is not me. So he'd like looked around everywhere and there's nobody in the apartment. So I was like, damn it we just watched the conjuring movie the, I, the, the witch cursed us she uh-huh. cursed us she did she cursed us and uh, i was like i'm gonna have to stay to the house stage the apartment stage everything and then he texts me probably like an hour and a half later he's like oh he's like i think it was our neighbors he's like when they slam the door really hard it sounds like it's our front door but it's not our door and i was oh. like oh okay yeah okay mm-hmm that was your neighbor but See, also, i've been hearing everything. a lot of stories of people um seeing or witnessing stuff after watching the conjuring movie we should probably do a story on that too it's really good it's not, not scary i'm not gonna watch it no, i don't think i didn't think stories it was scary. people the stories people are seeing i've seen already like four different people on facebook yeah post, like that they're like witnessing or stuff and after watching so, the movie. really if yeah. you haven't seen the conjuring i don't know if, i mean it's not really a spoiler i don't think it's a spoiler but if you want to skip ahead you can but it's about witchcraft so oh. it's not like demons. It's well, there's a demon in the movie, oh. but it's mainly about witchcraft. So, I mean, a lot of people are like, it oh, wasn't that scary. It wasn't scary. I don't think any of the conjurings are scary, but there were, there are some jump scares. But I think just the story in general is scary because there's people out there that do stuff like that to mm-hmm. random people mm-hmm. just for the thrill of it. Oof. So, yeah. No, thanks. I'm okay. Yeah, Yesterday our umbrella <laughs> fell and I started uh, throwing holy water on it. My mom, oh she my was like, God. what did you get for watching scary movies? I'm like, mom. 
Mom, chill out. My dad, my dad was sitting on the couch and he was like, and I'm over here still trying to watch The Nun. <laughs> that movie came out like four years ago. I was like, Dad, for Father's Day, you could come over and watch The Nun with me. <laughs> oh, Cute. My mom's can like, I, I'm not letting the devil in my house. Can I go? Can I, I, no, and, can I go? And here I am walking in <laughs> with my horns. You're a mom. I am the witch. What's up? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not watching that. Nope. But you did watch Loki. I did watch Loki, though. Yes. And what did we find out about Loki? Some interesting stuff. <laughs> I was like, holy, me and Nick were both just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was good. Him. It was really good. If you haven't seen Loki, you should Loki, watch it. Just saying. Loki. Because it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start singing <laughs> when something reminds me of a song. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I forget so, we're recording. <laughs> huh? Where are I, I don't know. I'm just excited to be back, Riley. Me yes. too, you guys. I missed you guys so much. We missed everybody. Thank you, everybody, for reaching out and yeah, we've had checking on us. People. <laughs> they're like, they're are, like you, are you okay? Are you good? Uh, are y'all going to record again? And we're like, no. Did y'all quit? <laughs> no, we didn't quit. Just ar- abruptly. We it's just, just like literally like just stuff just started happening one thing after another. So it's like our fresh start. Yep. We're gonna. We want to plan some neat things this year since everything's opening up and getting yeah. some finally. Finally, maybe we can meet some of y'all. <gasps> Ooh, we were actually talking about doing barbecue like at a the park, and y'all can come <laughs> barbecue at the park, <laughs> Rocking Ridge Park, <laughs> for real by the zoo. Meet us there. <laughs> yeah, we were fun. talking about doing like a local meetup. That would be really fun. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. I'd like bring that. your thongs. I'm bring just your kidding. <laughs> Not your tongs, your thongs. thongs. <laughs> so um, for our welcome back, we decided to cover <clears throat> curses. <laughs> curses. Curses. <laughs> We're gonna curse this entire episode. It's cursed. But so if all your stuff fuck. starts <laughs> knocking over by itself, it wasn't us. No, I meant curse. Oh, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, that Fuckity, fuck, 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 what the fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> That's going to be this entire episode. Fuck, no, I'm just kidding. Fuck, fuck. Oh, my God. Um, who says that? Cartman. Oh, yeah. From South Park. <laughs> who? Cartman. Cartman from, from South, South Park. Park. Fuckity, fuck, oh, fuck, fuck. yeah. <laughs> I love oh, Cartman. Yeah. <laughs> Her face. <laughs> my, okay, so my mom never let me watch South Park growing up. And then Why? I would watch like a little bit. Why? So when I was with my uncles, like they would put it on, but I, I just never got into it. My mom let me watch it, but because she didn't know what the fuck they were saying. And I was over there all little like, fuck, 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 fuck. And then my mom's like, oh, yeah. Cool. Well, I remember yeah. when they came out with the South Park movie, my oh. uncles were like, oh, we're going to take her to go see uh, what was that? Uh, the, with the big giant uh, monkey, the gorilla. God. Godzilla. I was going to say no, Godzilla. Uh, Tarzan? Not Tarzan. <laughs> Something giant. No. George? No, George. I'm George of the Jungle. No, not George Mighty of the Jungle. Mighty Joe Young? Mighty Joe Young. Yes. That's such a good movie. So Mighty Joe Young had just came out. So my uncles are like, oh, we're going to take Mandy to go see Mighty Joe Young with my Aunt Rosie and my uncles. Sorry, I'm like totally blasting you off. My mom's listening. Don't get mad at them. It's, it happened years ago. Anyways, I'm fine, mom. So this was when the drive-in was still open. So this was oh, like damn. way back yeah. then. So then I'm like, oh, Mighty Joe Young's this way. Mom was like, no, we're going to watch the South Park movie. <laughs> so there I am. Kidding. There I am watching the devil and uh, what's his name? So Hitler. 
having sex. <laughs> yeah. That, it was Saddam Hussein. Was it Hussein? Because yeah. oh, okay. he was all, oh, Satan. There you go. <laughs> and I was like, okay, no more. <laughs> I'm gonna watch Marty Job Young. She was your all mom, excited. Your mom, how was the movie? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Me, oh, Satan. <laughs> oh. This is probably all, why all our shit knocks over because we're over here talking about Satan. <laughs> what up, this what is up, why dog? we started the podcast. Yeah. What up, dog? So if you don't know what a curse is, a curse is pretty much something that's intended to invoke a supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone or something. So the curse can be anything. It can curse a person, curse an object, curse a home, car, the land. Mm-hmm. The novel hole, they have like a whole bunch of like land that's cursed. Yeah. And I wanted to like do some do one on that, but I feel like it could be episode because there's so many. There's so many, there's so many yeah. stories. Yeah. So um my research, I decided to do research on the Hope Diamond. Oh, I read about that one. Yes. So the Hope Diamond, if you don't know what the Hope Diamond is, it's um an object that's cursed that's pretty much uh that's been kept away from human reach. And it's famous for um, the large size of the jewel, so it's a blue shade, and it's worth two hundred and fifty million dollars. Dang! Oh my God! However, the diamond is believed to be cursed since the seventeenth century and brings great misfortune and misery to everyone that's touched it or been around it. So, in sixteen sixty six, Jean Jean Baptist Tavener stole. A 115.16 carat blue diamond eye from a statue of a Hindu goddess. Her name is Sita. So Sita, what she represents, she's the goddess of an ideal wife, daughter, and mother of the Hindu people. She's remembered for the attributes and for having the noblest qualities of a woman. So that's what she represents. So um, in retaliation... Um, the temple, um, the people that worked at the temple, they decided to, uh, put a curse on whoever possessed the gem. And this supposedly launched like the series of events that came after. There's another story that says that she got, or he got the gem from, um, a priest who was like all like into witchcraft and stuff. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of different legends, but this is the main legend that came, came with the, with the gem. So Jean sold the stone to King Louis XIV of France in 1668, who later had the stone recut and set in a gold by the court jeweler. On special occasions, um, Nicholas Farquhar, I want to say Farquhar, but it's Farquhar. <laughs> Farquhar. So, um, uh, so Nicholas Farquhar um, was actually a, f- a favorite, like, um, person of the king. He was kind of like his little pit, like his right hand. Like so, I guess he was like somebody who sucked up to the king, not literally sucked up, but like sucked up to the king. Well, maybe literally too, girl. <laughs> Probably literally never too, know. yeah. So um, he actually let Nicholas wear the diamond. And shortly after the shortly after he wore the diamond, the king accused him of embezzling, um, embezzling him, like stealing stuff from him. So um, he spent the rest of his life um, pretty much in prison and later on died. So Jean, I didn't, I missed this one. So Jean, um, actually, uh, the reason why he sold the gem to the king, uh, to King Louis XIV, was because he fell into poverty. Like he, he lost all of his money. Like he lost his house. Like he lost everything. Um, So he sold um, 
He sold the diamond to King Louis, and he eventually died from poverty. So you kind of already see the pattern. Yeah. So in 1972, after King Louis XIV and Marie Antoinette attempted to flee France, their escape was foiled and they were beheaded in 19, I'm sorry, in 1793. The diamond was stolen during the looting of the French royal treasury, according to um, the, the institution that the diamond resides to now. They did like a lot of research on it. The diamond is believed to have been owned by King George IV of England, but was sold after his death in 1830 to help settle his enormous debts. How does a king have debt? Girl, it's this stone. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. it's just, So pretty much the devotees of the temple like put this whole like curse on this stone. So basically whoever took it from... Um, from the goddess statue, like, they're, like, it's pretty bad. Holy shit. Yeah. So, the stone was then likely sold through a private through private channels and was purchased by Henry Philip Hope, hence where the name came from. So, um, it was purchased by Henry Philip Hope. From, um, from there, it was passed down to Hope's family. And his family ended up... Um, getting into like gambling and they, they had to sell the diamond to um, pay off their debts. So record shows that they all complained of bad luck and misfortune. So I guess like whatever family members were alive, they reached out and they were like, yeah, no, like we got into gambling. We lost all of our money. We lost our houses. One of our houses burned down. Damn. Um, it doesn't say how um, Henry died. I, I couldn't find any research on how he died, but I think, I don't know if he like grew old. There's um, also some um, some other research that says that one says that he grew old and he lived a long life. The other one says that he died of like a heart attack or something like that. So after reciting the diamond again, a Dutch after re I'm sorry after recutting the diamond again, a Dutch jeweler, his name is Wilhelm Falls. Um, his son Hendrik murdered him and uh stole the diamond for himself. What? So Hendrik later committed suicide. Another owner who was a Greek merchant, his name is Simon Mohadris, drove off a cliff and he perished with his wife and his son. Yeah. What? So after all that, the stone was then bought by a London dealer who quickly sold it to Joseph Frankel's. Uh, and sons of New York City, who retained the diamond until they too had to sell it to cover their debts. In 1909, Perry Kircher bought the Hope Diamond and sold it to Evelyn Walsh McLean, an American mining Harris and uh, associate. So this lady was like, she knew like all the misfortunes that happened with this. She knew all the history with the diamonds. And she was like, oh, no. Um, with this diamond, like, I know it has all these misfortunes, but I seem to have very good luck with misfortune gems, right? Uh -huh. So she's like, no, all the bad luck is going to come back to me tenfold in good luck. Well, uh -huh. she had many misfortunes. Her son died in a car accident. Her daughter died of a drug overdose. Her husband died in a sanatorium and her family was forced to sell their newspaper, the Washington Post, in bankruptcy auction. Jeez. So she was the original owner of the Washington Post and they had to sell it because they needed the need, money. They went, they had to <gasps> over bankruptcy because Holy of the diamond. That's what you get, bitch, for being cocky too. Right? So in 1947, she died of pneumonia. Oh, never mind. Um, in 
1949, Harry Winston Incorporation purchased her entire jewelry collection, and for 10 years, the stone um, toured the whole world with other precious gems known as the court, the, was it as the Court of Jewels exhibit? So, all the funds that were made from like that tour that they did around the world, like all went to charity. So, because of the jewels rare beauty, um, Winston decided to donate it to the Simpson, I don't know how to pronounce this, Smithsonian Institute. Yeah, so, Smithsonian. Yeah. Smithsonian. Smithsonian Institute. Mm -hmm. He melted the gem first class. So that was, so he melted first class, which was for $145 in insurance and $2.44 in stamps. The balance of the insurance fee was $1 million. <gasps> oh, oh, shit. James Todd, the mailman who delivered the package, said that the jewel caused him all this bad juju. So after delivering, he claimed that his wife died. His leg got crushed, his dog was strangled, and his house was burned to the ground. <gasps> Not Jesus. the dog. Really? Out yeah. of everything. Not, <laughs> Not the, the dog. dog. Come on. So, not surprisingly, the Smithsonian has become the Hope's uh, the Hope Diamond's final resting place. Um, they have it locked up in a glass case. Um, it's one of the famous jewels in the world. People remain intrigued by its lethal reputation and are pretty much satisfied. Everybody's satisfied like with, like with the history of this diamond. So they consider it like a blood diamond because all the misfortunes and yeah. deaths that came with it. Um, a lot of people, like when they see the diamond in person, um, they say to at least stay six feet away like COVID. <laughs> um, the COVID diamond. But it brings in a lot of tourists that yeah. want to see the diamond because of its history. Um, and actually on their website, it states it appears to have that they said, and I quote, appears to have maintained the hope curse free. So because it's like locked up in a glass case like Annabelle, ah. its curse hasn't affected anybody after it affected the, um, the mailman. Wow. But I wonder... It's tamed. <laughs> it's tamed. <laughs> the evil has been tamed. <laughs> um, but I, I I, was trying to look. I wonder whoever got the package from the mailman. If like something, who handled it? Right. Who handled it afterwards? Where are they? Did they disappear off the face of the earth? Are you Ooh. listening? Call happened? us and let us know. <laughs> I know. I mean, because it's in a museum, so it has to go through a bunch of hands. Yes. And I did find a conspiracy theory, and it kind of... I'm kind of like intrigued by it. So because like this diamond has literally been around everywhere, like around the whole world. So the Titanic, the movie, the ocean, the heart of the ocean, they said the heart of the ocean in the movie was based off of the, the Hope, Hope Diamond. Um, so there's a lot of conspiracy theory that are like, well, was it really the engine that made the Titanic fall? Or was it because the Hope somebody had the Hope Diamond on the Titanic? And what? cause and the curse caused that misfortune to happen with the Titanic. Oh, damn there, it, Rose. There's no proof. There's, <laughs> there's no, no proof, proof of this okay. happening. It's just a conspiracy yeah. theory about it. Yeah. Oh, imagine. But when I read it, I got the chills. I was like, oh, <gasps> oh because it rose, because this, Jack wouldn't you know, have died. And also because right? it was resized so many times. What happened to the other pieces? <gasps> so there's so, different parts of this diamond that's still out there somewhere. Somebody owns it. But like is only the main part? So this is what it, this is what it looks like. It's the actual diamond. The actual blue sapphire it, diamond it is. It looks like 
the one from the Titanic, yeah. actually. It does, yeah. So the director from the Titanic based the heart of the ocean off of the Hope Diamond. But I kind of like mm. that conspiracy theory because it's true. That's interesting. It was resized so many times. Like, come on, if I was resizing a diamond, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to keep this piece put it in my right? pocket. Right. This is why I can't work at a jewelry store. No. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Uh-huh. I'm not a thief here. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. But it's beautiful. Dang, I want one like that. I was looking at it. I was like, please don't curse me. <laughs> it's always. Turn it around. Uh-huh. <laughs> Turn it away. What's Get it away from my face. <laughs> So, yes, that's the curse of the Hope Diamond. Wow. And that's what happens when you steal shit from India because I swear there's like four more gems. <laughs> Don't be stealing shit. Don't Especially be stealing exactly. from India. All of, so, all of these gems that I read about, they were all stolen from a goddess statue. Yeah. From a deity statue. They were all stolen. Really? And from India, from a deity statue. So, I'm like, so come on. Don't steal. Don't steal shit from the gods. Be smart. Yeah. Come on, people. And granted, it was it was the people in the temple that cursed the diamond. But still, don't don't steal from the gods. Mm-mm. Don't do it. Don't take what's not yours. Don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. All right. Nervous. Cuties, I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys heard of the 27 Club? No. Yes. I have not. You have? I have. I haven't. Oh, Ashley, you're in for a treat. <laughs> in for a treat, treat, treat. So this is called the 27 Club Curse. Okay. Um, so what is the 27 Club, you ask, Ashley, maybe? What is it? <laughs> this is a club um, of famous musicians that have all died at the age of 27 years old. Um, oh. The first person who was said to ever join this club was named Robert Johnson, who died August 16th of 1938. Um so there was um, this story when I was researching this um, about Robert Johnson. So he was like barely known and supposedly he was like really bad at playing the guitar. Um, but one night he was walking home and he saw like this apparition um, and he basically made a deal with the devil. And um, the devil made him become a famous blues master. Um, and then he died at the age of 27. So he was the first one to technically start that. Um, In 1969, in a span of two years, four musicians died at the age of 27. Uh, Brian Jones, who was the founder of the Rolling Stones, died July 3rd of 1969. Um, After that, it was Jimi Hendrix. He died September 18th of 1970. Um, Janice Joplin. Um, She was like a singer, songwriter. She was like in movies, right? Yeah. Like well, Woodstock or something? Yeah. Okay. Well, Janice Joplin, if you don't know who she is, um, she died October 4th, 1970 of a heroin overdose. Um, Jim Morrison also oh, of The Doors he died. He was 27? Mm-hmm. Damn. He died July 3rd, 1971. He actually died the same day as Brian Jones, just two years later. Oh. So they both died July 3rd. Um which is kind of funny, right? Or not funny, sorry, but like weird. Um, So now there's over like 60 members in the 27 Club. Um, The most known, I think, maybe from our age group is probably Amy Winehouse. She died at 27 years old. Uh Uh-huh. So Amy Winehouse, one time she was telling her personal assistant, um, she was like telling him that she feels that she's going to die young. 
and joined the 27 club and she did what the fuck yeah that's weird right <laughs> kurt cobain was 27 when he passed away by really? suicide which we all know is courtney love mm-hmm. you can't convince me that courtney love did not kill him but anyway he was 27 um who else? Let me see. But some people actually think this is more than just a coincidence. So they're just saying that it's a curse that some of these rock stars just die at 27. 27. Yeah. Um, so some people also say that all of these people that are dying at 27 have made deals with the devil. Um, so that way they can become like super, super famous. But then they're they have to pay like they have to die young. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if this is like a curse, a coincidence. I don't know. What do y'all think? Um, but when I was going through the list of people, I don't know. They're all like rock stars. You know, rock stars. They're all heavy into drugs, heavy Drinking. into alcohol. Amy Winehouse died of alcohol. Some of these people died drug abuse. Like, you know, like maybe it's just like the rock star curse. Like you drink, you party. And then you all die around the same age. I don't know. I think maybe like because they do it so much, they like damage their organs and things like that. And then that. by 27, then they're, they're like, yeah, like they're gone. a 27 year old kidney is like a 50, 60 year old kidney by that time with all the stuff they've been doing. Yeah. Can make sense. It does. Or if they all made a deal with the devil. <laughs> or they all made a deal with the devil. I or what like is that, all- that, that thing that they say all celebrities are in? The Illuminati? The, yeah, that thing. What if it's like a part of that, maybe. like connected somehow? Maybe. Maybe it is. I don't know. But the secret society. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah secret that is true. Like all of them died at 27. And now there's 60 members. And then also there's this thing where like every time one celebrity dies, there's two that follows. They die in three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's with everyone, no? Oh, or not not. Well, I guess that's with everybody. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like pregnancies. They come in threes too. True. Bitch, y'all were both pregnant. <laughs> not me. Not me. <laughs> that you know of. That's That was mine. It was a short little <laughs> curse. No what? It was a short little curse. But yeah, like it, it gets cursed your... with pregnancies here. <laughs> no, not that one. I don't want that oh. one. Keep that, keep that juju away. Um. But yeah, that was mine. The 27 Club Curse. You guys look it up. You guys look at all the members. Right now, I think there's like over 60 or 60 members. That's that crazy. All those rock stars died at 27. 27. I wonder if they're like, they have their own society after in the afterlife. They're all sitting around <laughs> around table. All right, who's next? But also, I don't know. I'm not really religious, but don't they say that when you die, you're going to die at your prime? You know what I mean? Like when you die, I mean, not die at your prime. When you like go ascend to heaven, I guess you won't appear old like when you died. You'll be oh, yeah, you're, at your prime. Oh, like, young, yeah. You know? So what if they Everybody's think young. what if they think they should just kill themselves now so they could be famous? How old was Selena? No, she was like twenty four. Never mind. Yeah, she, she was, was younger. younger. No, she was twenty three, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She Sorry, was Selena. No, she was twenty two. The twenty two year old. Yeah. Oh yeah. She was twenty two. She's twenty two. Dang, she was real young. young. We're older baby. than we're older than Selena. Damn, Selena, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Dang. So there you go, the Twenty Seven Club. That's I don't want to join that. Well, I'm already past that. So 
and I'm I was not about a rock to say. star. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm not a rock like, star. Uh, so damn, that count. sucks. We're past 27. That you just told everybody our age, Gottle. Thanks. Guys, I'm 29 and I'm hot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I'm 29 and I'm going to stay 29 forever. Forever. Same. After this year, I start counting ever. backwards. I will stop aging. I'm going to start drinking the blood of the young. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I'm kidding. Is that why you're I'm having kidding. all these kids? <laughs> Shut your mouth. They're going to investigate me. No, 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 no. My eyes are knocking no, on no, the no, door. No. Open up. <laughs> Not my babies. <laughs> just kidding. Ain't nobody going to touch her. <laughs> okay, so now we are going to go to Egypt. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about the Pharaoh's curse, or which is the, don't judge me because I don't know how to say this, Tutankhamun curse, which is, he was a really famous, like, Pharaoh, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so basically the curse is, um, is to be cast on anyone who disturbs the mummy of an ancient Egyptian, especially if they are, like, of royalty, like a king, a queen, or, like, even, like, a royal child or something, like... It's that kind of curse. So um, I'm just going to say Tut because I don't know how to say the whole name. Isn't it so King Tut? I think you can call him Tut, right? Because it's Tutsi Ro. Tutankhamun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he died in 1323 BC and it was said that he died around 18 years old. And he was buried in the Valley of the Kings, which is across from the Nile River, which is modern day Luxor in Egypt. Um, and many pharaohs have been buried in this um, little valley, like from the 16th to 11th century, like BC, right? So um, in 1922, a British archaeologist, Howard Carter, uh, was the one to actually discover uh, Pharaoh Tut's tomb. So technically, his tomb, out of all of like the other pharaoh tombs that were in the area was the one that was like non-disturbed so all the other ones you can tell like they've been kind of like looked at or they've been gone into his was like completely like they they said like um two or so years way before he discovered them that there had been signs of people like trying to go in there but no one ever actually went into like where his actual tomb was mm -hmm. so like the little you know pyramid stuff that they're in had been like broken like the two outer seals but no one had actually gone into his tomb so um howard carter was the very first one to discover it and he was accompanied by the fifth earl of Carnon. they just call him lord of Carnon. so um they found their the tomb unlike disturbed but they also found like religious objects, wall paintings and inscriptions all within um, his tomb. And it was said that there was like warning signs or like, you know, um, I guess like not prayers, like warning rituals or whatever, like carved into the tombs, basically warning people like don't come near here if you like remove this body, like bad things are going to happen to you, all this kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the archaeologists, when they go, they kind of like they see it as like just a warning, like it's not an actual like curse True. or something mm -hmm. like that. But supposedly with this one, there was like an actual curse attached to its tomb. So what had happened was that the archaeologists went in there, they looked at his tomb, did all that. And then um, it was maybe, I want to say a year later, not Carter, but the Lord, uh, the Lord that accompanied him, he was basically like the financer that financed the trip. 
Um, he actually died at the age of 64. And he was like, I think it was like a year or two later after the tomb had like been opened. So the actual archaeologist didn't, but the the guy died. And then um, the archaeologist had said that he he didn't believe in it because a lot of people had told him like, you know, this is going to happen if you take this tomb out. But he kind of like rolled with it because he didn't want anybody else like touching his discovery site. Mm-hmm. So he didn't believe it, but he basically like tried to scare everybody and say, yes, this curse is real. Like, oh, my God, like, don't come near here. So no one would go and discover anything like of his. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. But um, there's there's not like a whole lot of. um like actual like evidence if it is true or not but there are a lot of egyptian curses that are as like to the pharaohs like it's i don't know why but it's specifically to the pharaohs and a lot of like burial sites they say like these warning signs are in every single one of them but it's more so of like um I saw one that said it was more of like the priests that would put like religious prayers like in the tombs or on like the tombs themselves to like protect the dead and like, you know, in the afterlife and all that kind of stuff. So some people like can take it as like a curse. But then um, there's the other part of it where people actually do take things like they'll even like just a little object or something from the tomb, maybe not the actual tomb itself. And they say they have like misfortune, they get very sick, they get ill, um, some people die, or um, there's also the other part where people like, they can live for like 20 something years, like after they dig up like a mummy or something, and they're completely fine. So it's like, it goes back and forth. Like some people say yes, some people say no, some people are like, oh my God, it's a curse. Others are like, it's a religious, you know, protection or something for the dead themselves. So no one really like actually knows. Um, But so um, in the 19th century, reports of curses before this were simply perceived as bad luck associated with handling the mummies and other artifacts from the tombs. But in 1699, Louis Pincher wrote an account in which he uh, recorded how a Polish traveler brought two mummies in from Alexandria and embarked on a sea journey with the mummies in the cargo hold. Well, the traveler was alarmed by recurring visions of two specters and stormy seas did not abate until the mummies were thrown overboard. So sometimes, like I read two two accounts of where people were tra- like transporting the mummies themselves. Um, they... They don't experience death or anything, but they experience like very vivid dreams of like these mummies coming and haunting them like in their dreams. And um, wherever they're traveling on like a train or by boat or whatever, like something will happen. Like, you know, the train track, like something will happen to the train track or like the train will just automatically like the brakes won't work or like something like that. Something goes wrong like on that vessel. Then there was another one. Um, of a royal they had taken the mummy of a royal it doesn't say if he was a prince or what it was but that he was just a little royal kid and so they took the kid and they actually put him in a museum well that person the archaeologist took him and some of the people that handled the mummy in the museum were also having vivid dreams some got like not fatally sick but they got like sick and all of that continued until the father the 
the dead father, was reunited with his child. Once they, they both were back together, it was fine and everyone was okay. Um, yeah, so some of them have like vivid memories. But then there was also one account of this guy named Zahi Hawas. He recalled um, that he was excavating a, don't judge me, Kam Abu Bilo. Something like that. I'm not, no um, <laughs> he had to actually transport several artifacts from this, um, which is weird because it's a like a, um, what should we call it? Like, it wasn't any of the mummy or anything. It was like little, you know, like pots and clay pots and all that, like artifacts mm -hmm. like around it, right? So he had to transport that. Well, his cousin died on that day that he transported that stuff. And then the next year on the first anniversary of the day he took the artifacts, his uncle died. And then the year after that, on the third anniversary, um, his aunt died. And then years later, um, uh, when he was in the tombs again, he was in the um, tomb, the pyramids of Giza, and he encountered a curse. And this is what he said the curse said. Um, it said, all people who enter this tomb who will make evil against this tomb and destroy it, may the crocodile be against them in water and snakes against them on the land. May the hippopotamus be against them in the water and the scorpion on the land. So it's like anybody who disturbs this tomb, something bad's going to like happen to you, whether you're on land or water or something like that. Mm. So that's what he said he saw when he was in the pyramids of Giza. And he was looking through like all the tombs and everything in there. And then his uncle died, his aunt died, and then his cousin had died. Like, what the hell? Yeah. And it was like years later. So he, nothing happened to him, but something happened to like, it his was family. almost like punishing him. Yeah. That was like, I think that's like the, the ultimate, the ultimate way to punish yeah. somebody is like you live and you watch your loved ones die. Yeah. Oh, exactly. My God. So there was, um, when he had to go again to another tomb, he had saw like another curse that said something similar to that one. So he was like, nah, better not. Like, I'm yeah. good. So he just left those mummies <laughs> alone this that. time. So he learned his lesson after that. But good. yeah, so it's it's very weird. Like th they don't know if it's curses, if it's religious prayers from priests, if it's like an actual yeah. thing. Because sometimes it doesn't happen to the actual archaeologists, but it'll happen to like some of the people, their families. But also I think like purposely taking something from the dead is going to curse you no matter what like yeah. you go to the graveyard and you take something that like a token that was meant for them like something you know what i mean yeah and how do you how do you sleep after that right i would never even if it's a flower like like you know like when you take your kids to the like when i would take brianna to the graveyard because we would always she would take flower i'm like put it back yeah you know what i mean yeah. like you always put i also back. like i get archaeologists like their whole thing is like That's digging up job. the past yeah. and trying to figure out what happened and to get more history put into the books but i just don't understand how they can go and disturb a grave i'll never understand that i'll never mm -hmm. understand how you could purposely go and disturb a grave of course it's well, gonna come with some it, bad like, juju can you study it there like also i don't like when people take it like when we go to the museums like and they show like they have like the mummies there i do question sometimes like okay well is it real or is it i think it's better to like leave the actual and get like a person there and just create like a prop yeah yeah and yeah. then when, once you find the history then of course make the plaque about the history but don't disturb a grave don't yeah. take uh, things out and yeah. take them away like yeah no. 
They're put there for a reason. Leave them there. Especially like the Egyptian tombs and stuff. Like mm-hmm. they're literally, some of them are locked down for and a reason. And no offense to anybody who's an archaeologist listening to our podcast, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Just oh, leave yeah. it there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't We're have just any bad juju like get put on you, but... Yeah, yeah, but be no. careful. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of the some of these like pharaohs and stuff like they were king. I mean, because they're royal, you know, so they could like they thought they could get away with like with a lot of stuff. So yeah. some of them are really bad people, mm-hmm. and they're literally locked up for a reason, or even like oh, certain yeah. things. I never like, it like yeah, that. like exactly. Oh, you're dead. Let me steal your toes. And, you know, and I, a lot of like the Egyptian history, like especially for the people that were put to death for those reasons because they were evil, they committed murder. The priests do put like their curses on them to keep the soul inside the castle, yeah. inside the, the tomb. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like once you open that up, it's going to let whatever's in there out. The, the whole time I was reading these things, it just made me think of the mummy. I literally, I was about, yeah. I was just about <laughs> to say that. Like the whole time you were talking, I was thinking about the mummy. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why. Mm-hmm. the <laughs> Am I gonna get um the rock? <laughs> the Scorpion King. Brendan, Fra- Brendan Fraser. Oh, he was hot in that movie. He was. He really I liked him. Hey. You know what? He was hot in George of the Jungle too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, we're getting up <laughs> My favorite part is when he's all coffee, 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 coffee. <laughs> <laughs> because he drinks the yeah. He eats like the whole coffee grains. Oh man. My gosh. Yep. But those that was my curse that I found. So, um, I had somebody send me the story, anonymous story time, anonymous, anonymously. Oh, you know, it's about curses. It's about a curse. Nah, (gasps) holy crap. They knew (laughs) it was, it's anonymous. Um, so I don't know who sent this, but they said an interesting story. Um, it says our science teacher told us a story about his sister. He said that she saw a bird withering on the, on the ground. She picked it up thinking its leg was broken or something, fed it, was taking care of it for the, like the next three days. She was taking care of this bird. Um, she was nursing it back to health pretty much. She said that one day she came when she came home and she said it was like the longest day ever at work. Like it was just nonstop. And, um, when she came home, the bird stopped moving and she was like, what the heck? So she said that she tapped the bird, like to try to wake it up. And then the bird like busted open. (gasps) What the Like it exploded and there was just maggots everywhere. Oh, so the science teacher is like, more of the story, like, don't trust people because after that happened, his sister was having like bad luck. Her car broke down. She lost her job. Somebody like went in and like took all her money. So they're thinking that it was like a witch or somebody that cursed the bird, put it in front of her door. And she was like, well off. So like she had, you know yeah money she had a really good job and obviously whatever whoever did this saw that and took the opportunity to take everything she had so (gasps) um the science teacher told them that um that she had to go and get um multiple cleansings they had to get somebody to come and bless the house and do cleansings on the house she got a deep cleaning um with um it's like a lemon Mm-hmm. So like that's like the deepest cleaning you can get, and they said that when they opened up the lemon, it was all black inside. So mm-hmm. whatever that was, it was witchcraft. 
Holy crap. And um, the science teacher said it took a lot for them to get rid of, like, whatever Bruhaya was on it. I don't know if it was Bruhaya, Bruhaya, but that's how I think, that's what I think it is. Um, It it took a lot for, like, the curse to get off of her. So finally came off, things started to light up, um, and she got, she was able to find a different job, and, like, now, now, now she's okay. So oh my the science teacher said, um, moral of the story, don't trust people. If you see something in front of your door that's not supposed to be there, don't touch it. Just kick it off. Grab a bag. Pick it up with the bag. Throw it away. Mm-hmm. Like, don't touch mm-hmm. what's not supposed to, well, don't touch what you think is not normal. Like, yeah. what's not the norm, pretty much. Yeah. And I've always been told that growing up. Same. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Don't touch. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Also, if you want to cleanse your space, <laughs> just kidding. No, like really this yeah. works. So um, you'll get like a fishbowl if you feel like someone's doing something on you. Um, I'm giving you all witchy tips, so take them. <laughs> so you get like a clear fishbowl. You put, I think it's about seven. What are the yellow ones? Lemons. Mm-hmm. Seven lemons. You put them in water and then you put them like by your bed at night. Mm-hmm. And then it's supposed to like cleanse your life or like your energy and then if they start getting dark that means someone's like doing something to you really mm-hmm. but lemons are really good for cleansing mm-hmm. really good like wh- what do you like you just, just put them in in, a, in water or something yeah or? like um, water, um my grandma clear bowl yeah my grandma always says like, like a fish bowl when you get a new car to put a lemon underneath the driver's seat because it's supposed to suck up whatever like bad energy is there for especially the new car used car especially used mm-hmm. car yeah because yeah. whoever had the own the car before you could like they leave some other energies in the car and like you don't know what kind of energy they have so the lemon's supposed to like cleanse and suck everything up and then it shrivels up like into your brown Turns little well black and you then throw, you it, throw out, it out and then you get a new one but you don't touch oh. it with your bare hands mm-hmm. get like a bag and or then pick it up and throw it far away from you so like go drive to a dumpster and throw it away keep that bad energy away yeah so if you guys feel like something's Off. your life is getting a little a little different get some lemons get some laser lemons 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 lemons, lemons are great wow i yes. didn't know that yeah so which tips, tips with which witchy tips, tips which with tips scary not with, scary <laughs> with scary not scary podcast witchy 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 we should do that right give witchy witch tips, tips. <laughs> after every episode if y'all like witch that tips. let us know <laughs> if y'all want more witch tips <laughs> just the tips um, I have another listener story. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Do you yeah. want me to read it? Come yes. back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this one, the title is "The Devil Spoke to Me in My Dream." I perfect, <laughs> awesome, beautiful. <laughs> Says hi. My name is Dianca. I just recently started listening to your podcast. I enjoy listening to all the scary stories. I wanted to share my experience with you on a dream that I had about four months ago. So she sent this to us in March. She said, I had fallen asleep. I had my youngest son right next to me, to my right. I felt heavy and deep, like my body couldn't move. After that, something started pulling on the blankets from us. So I get up and I pulled him back and it happens again. So I pulled him back again. Then I see this dark shadow come from the bottom of my bed and it's standing at the end of the bed. I can feel it staring at us. He then pulls my son's feet and I yell at him, no, no, no at him as he's pulling him back. I'm pulling him like playing tug of war. I tell him to leave him alone and then he stops. As soon as he stops, I tell him to leave and I start to pray. He then shuts my mouth and starts laughing and comes close to me. We are cheek by cheek. 
as I'm trying to speak and pray at the same time. He then laughs at me and tells me, I am your God. Who do you think is your God? As I'm struggling to speak, he then tells me, he then lets me talk. And I told him, Jesus Christ is my God. You're not my God. As I'm praying, he tells me, no, I am your God. Look at humanity. Look at the world. They do as I say. There's wars, there's killings, there's suicides, etc. I tell him, no, there's still hope. I believe in Jesus Christ. He is my God. He gives me hope and faith. I will not surrender to you. He laughs at me and tells me how people have lost faith in him and hope. After all that, after all that happened, I wake up confused and scared, but not scared at the same time, if that makes any sense. I don't know what that dream even meant, but I it did get me to think a lot. I hope you all enjoy my scary dream. Um, she said, you know, my name can be mentioned. And um, she said, thank you so much, ladies. Dianca. Girl. Oh, my God. Dang. <gasps> That's intense, right? That's intense. Imagine waking like, up to that after that, I mean. I wouldn't know what it to would do. Get me th- after reading this email, it got me thinking. Because it's true. There's a lot of evil in the world. Yeah, no, there, there is. is definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of evil oh in the world. Oh, and you know you don't have to believe in you don't have to be religious to know that there's evil in the world yeah you know exactly there's a lot of evil in the world girl um light yourself a white candle girl that's very intense yeah i was like intense i was uh, damn good girl Girl. do you want me to send you some sage (laughs) sage your house girl yeah with windows open you can even do like the um what did my grandma say to do? You get scissors and put it like across underneath your bed with some holy water and that's supposed to take away bad dreams. You can do the film method. Just take away that dream out of your head and snip it once you're done replaying the whole dream. Um, there's so many different things you could do. I have a dream catcher in my room. Oh, you could get good. a dream catcher too. Get a dream catcher. Mm-hmm. You I can save your room right before you go to sleep. Um, you can get, um, you could get some herbs um, and make yourself like um, a dream pillow. Mm-hmm. Or like oh, a dream pouch yeah. and put it underneath your you can you don't have to put it underneath your pillow, but you can put it like in your room. So when you dream it gives you like positive energy, positive vibes, gives you positive dreams. Yeah. But yeah, that's very interesting. I don't know what I would do if I had a dream like that. I wouldn't know what to do either. Also, it would guys, get me thinking though. This is a weird tip. I'm gonna give you another tip because I'm feeling generous. <laughs> <laughs> Clean your rooms. Clean your rooms. Spirits like to be in places that are dirtier they tend to hang out more where it's dirty clean your room after you clean your room that's when you sage don't sage a dirty room like mm-hmm. that's a clean your space clean yeah. it um that's why i'm then, constantly cleaning my house all the time yeah me too i try <laughs> yeah. i might not sweep and mop all the time <laughs> but it's playing on the bass <laughs> heart Hand over your heart. But it is true. Like, if you find yourself frustrated or, like, I mean, to be honest, like, when I find myself being frustrated with Tim more than usual, like, than my normal, you know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, I know, like, with your spouses, you get, you have, like, your moments where you're, like, you're frustrated. But when I feel myself getting more frustrated than normal or, like, you're bickering for, like, no reason, then take that time out to just clean everything and just be in the, like, once you're in the groove, don't sit down. Just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. So, yeah. Interesting. That's that interesting. Thank you so much, Dianca, for sending us yes, your email. Thank that you. was a really good one. And anonymous, And too, sorry it took good. us so long to read it on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. Okay, guys. 
What was that? Someone yelled. As I said, yeah. Okay, guys. Well, you already know the drill. If you have any curse stories you want to share with us, or if there's any curses y'all want us to cover, email us at scarynetscarypodcast at gmail.com. Follow our website, scarynetscarypodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, you yeah. can also rate and review us on iTunes podcast app. Follow us on Spotify. Download Podbean because that's where we do all of our live shows. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I didn't. I did it. Yeah. I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's without me. Like I, I thought about looking at notes. my notes. <laughs> I literally took notes so I wouldn't forget. But I remembered. It comes back. It's like a, what is that called? Muscle memory. Muscle memory. That's what it is. See, yeah. we got this. Yes, Yay. guys. I'm glad we're back, guys. Yay. Yes. I know we're guys. super excited to be back. Yes. yes. All of us are super excited. So I love it. Whatever you do, don't steal gems from India. Don't yeah. bother the dead. And don't mess with mummies. Don't mm-hmm. steal from the dead either. Mm-hmm. And clean your rooms. Clean, clean your rooms. Clean, clean, clean. Okay, fine. I'll clean my room. Okay. <laughs> She's I'll like, fold my clothes. It. I get I it. it. Y'all are being too mom right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. And until next time, remember to always stay scary. Pose that. Yay. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs>